Broncos country. We're having a grand old time here, not because I don't know how to do math, but simply because in some ways I do know how to do math and that the Broncos have won five games in a row now. Five great games, John. High five because I don't know about you, but I am pretty damn excited about this. I am amped. I am amped, my friend. What is going on in Broncos country? Where is, what has happened the last month and a half? Hey, we're going to break it down for you, everybody out there. We're going to share our thoughts uh, on this week's uh, Orange Weekly Bourbon Broncos No BS post-game podcast. Here we go. Oh, Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Okay, Broncos country, we are uh, on a winning streak of huge, huge proportions that we haven't seen in Broncos country in nearly a decade. Um, I am confused by one thing, John. I was looking at our record, and for some reason, the first number is yeah. bigger than the second number. And yeah, I, I think that looks backwards, right? I think- yeah, I think it's an account accounting error. I think is what they call oh. it. Um, yeah, that's but, what I'm going. You know, whatever gets the job done. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what to do with my hands, Kevin. I don't. The Broncos have a winning record in going into December. The only thing to do with your hands right now is is clap. Give them give them a little little golf give them golf applause. Whatever you want to do. This team has. The whole NFL talking about them in no kidding. ways that we haven't seen them talk about the Broncos in again nearly a decade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah i i don't I don't think anyone in the league knows what to do uh, about these Broncos right now. It's just like, well, they just keep winning. Uh, I guess they're legit. <laughs> I, I, and that's a question now because let, let's rewind a little bit here. Uh, we beat Green Bay. Okay, it's Green Bay. Whatever. Uh, we beat the Chiefs. Well, you got, you know, Mahomes has a flu. Poor little baby, you know, he's coughing and, you know, he has a fever of 98.9 and it's just not a good day for him, right? <laughs> um, then we go on the road to Buffalo. We beat Buffalo. Yeah, well, that team is just banged up. They had a bad game, yeah. you know, and, and 12 men on the field. If it hadn't been for the 12 men on the field, that yeah. would have, okay, okay, okay. You know, then last week, I think is when it really, really, really started to turn around, right? Um, I don't know about you, but I think that's where obviously it's like if they could go and beat the Vikings at home, you know, in a, in a big close, close game like that. Now it's like, Hey, this team maybe is for real. And I think after yesterday's game, there's no question about it. There is no question about it. Absolutely not. And yeah, after the, after the uh, chiefs game, I was like, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe we're going to start going down after the bills game though. It was like, okay, game on. I don't care what you say about the bills. They're still the bills. They put up a monster fight yesterday, yesterday against the Eagles in a game that was just insane. Um, We didn't get to watch it because we had more important things to do. You and I, Kevin, Um, after that bills win, uh, you know, it's all just been, just glorious since then the Vikings. Yes. I mean, there were some people saying maybe we're going to start taking a tailspin after the bills, but it's like, I still felt like if it was going to happen, it was going to be after the chiefs. So, you know, yeah. I, I was starting to believe at that point, um, especially after the bills and then the Vikings, I mean, that just started proving the point. And yes, yesterday was just the most complete win. I think we've seen in a while for this team, defense, mm-hmm. offense, maybe statistically not the most, dominant game for the offense, but it didn't matter. We got the points, you know, you score 29 points, nearly 30 points. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how many yards you have. It's, it's a good game. (laughs) So yeah, exactly. Fantastic team win yesterday. You know, the, the bigger thing, and I think the reason, the real reason people were talking about the Broncos, you know, going into a tailspin or, or kind of going back to their old ways, especially after the chiefs game, if not after the bills game was by then, Teams had more tape on us, right? They saw what we had changed, especially after our bye week. Um, they saw what we had changed, what, what is working, what wasn't working. And, you know, um, they were able to, they had plenty of time. The, the Bills did, the Vikings did, the Browns did. They had plenty of game tape to figure out what it was we were doing, why we were succeeding and stop it. And none of them have been able to do it 
in top on top of all of that, we're looking better each week. It's oh, yeah. not like we've plateaued at all. It'd be it'd be different. It's like okay, teams figured us out, but we're just we're really good at it, you know. And, and we haven't improved anywhere. The defense is even more dominant than they were the previous week. The offense is putting things together at a remarkable weight rate over the past couple of weeks. What we're really dying to see and what we've been talking about, right? So, right. um, that's where it's like I, I got to sit here and say I believe, man. I'm breaking it out again. I believe. Okay, it's real. I don't see how this team can go backwards at all. I'm still, you know, cautious about, are they going to plateau? Um, but are they going to be able to continue this type of performance, both offensively, defensively, and on special teams? Yeah. I mean, I think we're seeing it with the defense. I think that's an area where it's like, can, how much, I guess the only place they could get a lot better is definitely the run. It's still susceptible to run. We didn't see as much. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Progress. We'll talk right? about it. Um, so you maybe you could say that the defense could start plateauing, but I still think there's a lot of improvement for this offense. I think oh, yeah. there's, I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement in, in a good way. I mean, they, they are playing better each week. I do feel that, but you and I talked about it. Like if they're firing on all, all cylinders, if the defense is firing on all cylinders, like I, I, you're going to find a have a hard time finding a, a team that's going to beat us. Uh, and, and that's just how I feel right now. And, and you're yeah. right. Like, we get scared around this point every year. Not not that we've been on a streak like this in a while, but the Broncos always give us room to be optimistic. And uh, let's just say, I'll put it this way, Kevin. I'm ready to be vulnerable again. Okay? Exactly. I'm a, I'm ready to accept the hope that they're giving me, right? I'm ready to enjoy it and not be like waiting for the other shoe to fall. You know, just waiting for the other, the other foot to drop, whatever. Because the last couple of weeks, it's like, man, I'm just enjoying that win. This next week, like, oh, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, you know what? I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. This team's going to go out there. The defense is going to be solid. The offense is going to struggle at times, cough, cough, right before halftime, right after halftime. <laughs> We're going to struggle there. Um, and it's going to be a close game. And if it is, this team will find a way to do their absolute damnest to win. Right. So if I'm any other team, like looking at the, you know, having the Broncos on their schedule, I'm thinking, man, if it's anything less than a two possession game with four minutes on the clock, this Broncos team is, you know, super dangerous. Right. So I know what to expect from this team now. It's no more of a question of, you know, are they going to bring it today? I think it's how strong are they going to bring it today? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you put it well. Waiting for the shoe to drop is uh, is a good. I we're for me we're past that point. It's just not coming uh, at this point. And what I love about this this win streak is it actually has put us in a position where uh, not every game is a must win game, right? Like in the NFL, it's it's hard to keep a streak like this alive. Like yeah, the more we continue this though, like the, just the more it just it just gives us more of a cushion. Um, and look, we're not in the playoffs yet, right? We're, we're still the number nine seed if the playoffs were to start today. So we, we, there's still work to be done for sure, but you know, we keep this going. It's going to, there's going to be different conversations happening very soon about what, what position are we actually going to be in going into the playoffs, which yeah. again, what team are we talking about right now? Kevin? <laughs> like what? <laughs> not the team where we're like, you know, six weeks ago saying, are they going to trade, you know, PS2? Are they going to trade Jerry Judy or Carlton Sutton? You know, uh, heck, Bowles. Are they going to trade Bowles? You know, we're ready to trade everybody. Um, you know, still thinking is Vance Joseph on the hot seat? You know, what can he do to recover and and possibly find a way to keep his job going in the second year? I, I, I this this is not the same team in any way, shape, or form. From seeing that video of Garrett Bowles in the locker room shaking his head, looking down, just saying, "All I've done here is lose." That's like the yeah, bottom. All I've done here and is lose. So that feels like the bottom for this team this year. And you know what? I'm glad they finally hit it. I'm glad they finally hit rock bottom because of the way they re rebounded. If yeah. if we had Hackett, if we had any of the other coaches we've had over the previous, you know, eight years or so, they would not have been able to rebound. I think it would have just been, we would have been, you know. The, the Browns of the NFL or, you know, from, you know, 10 years ago or they're, you know, oh, and 16, like that's what we would have become. Yeah. And we would have had one, maybe two wins in the entire season. 
So huge prop to the coaching staff that can't be understated or overstated enough is just how vital it is to have, you know, that we have good coaching and it's showing in their attitudes, their performance, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Early on this coaching staff had me questioning a lot of things. Um, you know, it, it just looked ugly, but I, I mean, I, I'm going to continue to say that I, I'm a believer, definitely a believer now, but this, this culture change, this winning culture that we've just developed in the last yep. month and a half, you got to give all the credit to, to Sean Payton and the, and the staff. And um, yeah, I can't say that. Can't honestly can't say that enough with this. With this, I, uh, I tell you what, John, I tell you what, John, there is not a single player, a single coach, assistant coach, staff member, assistant, water boy, field technician. I don't care. There's not a single person within the Broncos organization that is not bought into yeah. what Coach Payton has done to this team. I guarantee it. And, and that is probably the biggest win of all. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I was hearing, I was hearing uh, Philip Lindsay talk about, you know, talk about some of this on the way uh, um, from driving errands today on the way home from work. And you know, he was talking about how this is kind of like a Super Bowl moment for them. You know, they're finally seeing all of the years of mm -hmm. grinding and chopping away and just pushing through all of the negative crap, all of the losses and, you know, the, the these core guys that have stuck together on this team through, you know, the last five, six, seven years really seeing it all come together finally. And I got to tell you, that's, you know, the way Philip Lindsay was explaining it, it's got to make sense that they have got to be feeling it just oh. so deep in their bones, you know, like waking up and just being so utterly uh, ready to go to work, you know, I like I am ready to show up and just get at it because this next game, and, you know, we'll talk about next week's game later, but, you know, this is a position that they are just they are chomping at the bit yeah. to keep this rolling so and you can tell yeah. they're enjoying themselves too they are and they're getting the fans into it. every kickoff we saw they're running down the field they don't care if it's a touchback they're getting the fans amped they're running they're sprinting the entire way down they're like I, like they are just enjoying the moment which is good and but the other part of that too is that they're also staying focused which i appreciate a ton again going back to coaching like every player is like, you know, the job's not done. Like, yes, this is a great streak. Like we're getting all our credit and all this stuff, but they're like, Hey, it's just on to the next week, which is, yeah, you, you hear that all the time in the NFL, um, win or lose, honestly. But, um, I, I really believe that, that, that this coaching staff is staff is keeping them focused and, and on to the next one. And it's obvious it's, it's improving obvious. every week. Like I think the proof is in what we're starting to see on the field. And finally we have a win where it was like, it wasn't even close. Like we had, that there were some from that two point from that two point conversion fail yeah. attempt on yeah Broncos just by the end of the game it was not close and and look there were factors going against us that we'll talk about but screw them like we it didn't matter we still we still blew them out of the water a team that you know was getting a lot of credit for itself you know number one defense in the league didn't see that yesterday. One of the top, if not the top running teams in the league, didn't see that yesterday. So, yeah, curious what their game plan was, first things. of all. But second of all, like our team showed up. For sure. For sure. They're ready to go uh, and and can't really explain what was going on with the Browns at all. But let's let's finally get into this, man. You know, we've we've reveled. <laughs> we've reveled in the victory and show. what this means for the last 15 minutes. We haven't even talked about the game itself yet, other than just. Uh -oh how crucial it was, how amazing it was. Um, and, and before we dive into this, I, I do want to uh, send a message to any of the Broncos fans who had tickets to yesterday's game and didn't go purely because it was cold. I get life, something happened, whatever, travel from the holidays. But if you're staying at home and you had tickets to go to this game and you didn't go just because it was cold, Man, you missed out. And I got to tell you, if any of you are the ones that are that have been complaining the most, saying, mm -hmm. you know, this team sucks, we need to fire people, blah, 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 blah. And you didn't go to that game just because it was cold. You deserve to miss out on one hell of an experience. Neil, how you doing, man? Glad to see you on the chat. Dude, that was I, so nine, 9,000 no-shows. And I, I am surprised that there were that many. 
just because we were on a four game win streak at that point, yeah, you know, and how crucial take. this game was. So. What's it going to take? I mean, yes, it was cold. It's November. What do you expect in, in Denver, Colorado? You know, um, I did feel like a lot of fans showed up, you know, closer to the start of the game. The tailgate seemed a little bit yeah. light, but, um, and that's fine. Totally that's understandable. Fine. I mean, yes, it was cold, but look, there's ways to combat the, the, the cold, right? Yeah. There's yeah. liquid ways to do it. There's, uh, <laughs> we found energy ways to do it, you know, through, <laughs> yeah. through trying to be matching the obnoxious, uh, obnox, you know, whatever level of the person behind us that was that Browns fan. You know, we, we, we warmed up. <laughs> we, we warmed up. Yeah. It, it wasn't nearly as bad as it, you know, it could have been. The sun was out. So mm-hmm. not, no excuse for, for people not showing up. Um, especially. Like, Come on, Broncos country. Do better. Do what better. going to take more than a four game win streak, a 500 record for what we've seen over the last few years. Like if you're not excited now, like time to get rid of those season tickets is all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now that I got off, and let me get off my little soapbox there. I'm just like, yeah. come on, guys, come on, let's go. Five game win streak, man. That place. I know Christmas Eve is probably gonna be tough. I will give people a pass on Christmas Eve, but that New Year's Eve game, last game of the season, man, everybody had better show out. That not an empty seat in the place is what I want to see end of the season. Um, but let's go into the game here, man. I know we kind of talked about it earlier on in our moment of just you know Joy. celebration <laughs> moment, which was quarter of an hour uh we're walking in the stadium uh you're you're going to the game with me it's gonna be a great time what are you thinking as we head into the game man yeah i mean just wanting to see improvement on the offense continue the defense i think there was a little bit concern going into this game because what seemed to be the Browns' strength on both sides of the ball was supposedly the broncos uh weakness going into this game right i was concerned about how well they were going to run against us we saw it last week against the Vikings. We've seen it in other games this year. Um, not our strong suit on defense, but by any means, I think that's easy to say. Um, and then on the opposite side of the ball, you know, you have a guy like um, uh, Garrett over there, Miles Garrett, supposed to be a defensive MVP shortlist guy, you know. Um, yeah, the pass rush, very concerning. We saw it last week again against the Vikings. Like they had a very um, – uh, unique approach to how they, they rush the quarterback, which wasn't unique to the, to the game against us. That's just how they play defense. Um, the Vikings that is, and I thought we were going to see more of that with the Browns. And I don't know if it was preparation. I don't know if I, on our part, I mean, uh, if we just mm-hmm. came out ready for this one, but um, yeah, that, that, those were my concerns going into the game at the same time. Like I said earlier, this didn't feel like a must win game. Yes. We wanted to keep the stri- uh, streak going, but we put ourselves in a position where, you know, not every game is a playoff game, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'd love to win out the season and go, what, 12 and 5? Like, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, Kev. What, I, I, think, I think I know where your answer is going to go with this. But what, what were your thoughts walking into the stadium? Yeah, and, and before I do, I just want to remind everyone, you know, for the, uh, the pregame podcast show or uh, postgame podcast show here, uh, you know, we don't spend too much time on the comments, you know, for everybody who is commenting here. Uh, and we're going to touch on some of these throughout the throughout the show, so stick around for sure. Uh, but make sure you check out our Tuesday night show, Bourbon Broncos No BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, every Tuesday night. Uh, that's where we're very focused on all the comments and everything. So that's where your your, your chance to come on in and uh, share your thoughts and everything. So I definitely appreciate everybody's support who is watching us live. Uh, we do this uh, Mondays at 8 p.m. Uh, or the, the day after the game, normally at 8 p.m. or so. Uh, if you guys want to check us out live and you're listening to us uh, on one of the podcast platforms, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, wherever it is, appreciate you tuning in. So <clears throat> with me walking into the game, man, I'm, I was a little more on the on the side of this. This is a playoff game because it was an AFC game. It wasn't, a, you know, it was the Vikings where it was an FC team. Right. Uh, and just the knowing that they the browns have the number one defense in the nfl and everything this is a a playoff type of environment game right these are the teams that we're we're probably going to see again in the playoffs if we get there i'm still gonna say if because i don't want to jinx anything um but you could possibly expect a browns versus broncos rematch you know and it might be in cleveland (laughs) okay 
Uh, and that might be a very different, just, you know, feel and, and, you know, different environment. So for us to go out there and handle it the way we did, like, that's what we were expecting. That's what I was hoping for anyway, going to the game, because that, that kind of mentality and the way that they put that on the field, uh, it was going to tell me where they fall in terms of actually being prepared for the playoffs. Okay. Uh, one of the good things that, you know, I was, I was thinking about as well, going in, you know, before the game was this team is really learning how to win in those close game situations. And we look at you know, teams like the bills, for example, and I keep mentioning them as a you know, perfect example for this. You know, they're a team that when they get a good lead, they know how to keep a good lead more often than not, you know, but when they're in those close games, they just don't know really how to battle through those, those tough, close games. And look at what happened in Philly last night. Yeah. You can, there's refing things and whatnot, but you know, look, they, Josh Allen is zero for six in OT games. You know, they just don't know how to battle through. And so when you get to those playoff games, those playoff games are all just those super close, really competitive games more often than not. You're not going to have blowouts, uh, especially when you're fighting, you know, teams for a playoff spot. So for us to go out there again and just keep it close at the very minimum was key for me in, in seeing what these guys were, you know, and, how I was going to compare them to any playoff talk down the line. Sure. Yeah. But, and here's the deal. We still wanted to make sure that they're competitive, you know, um, but going to this game, this is supposed to be one of the harder teams we had left on our schedule. Right. In my opinion, probably them and the lions probably throw a charger game in there um, as well. Um, so don't go, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want them to take the, their foot off the gas. It just, as a fan, it wasn't like I was going to be like devastated with a lot. Like, oh, it no. wasn't like, you know, season's over with this loss. You right. know, we had to win out right. that type of situation, which is kind of rare, um, a rare feeling for me in the last few years to, to be like, to be feeling that way at this point in the season, right? We're, we're, we're going to have a winning record going into December. Like what? And we were at one, one of four five. teams to have a, a, Winning, you know, shutout wins in, in November, you know, um, perfect record in November. You could say it to see the Broncos in that category. No one would have thought a one in five team would, you know, and in fact, we're one of five teams since 1966 to go on a five game winning streak after starting one in five. So this is rare. This is incredibly rare. And I think this is finally what you're seeing when I'm talking about. Once the team gets this going and gets it together and then has a whole off season to really hone that with that confidence and the momentum, that's where you're going to see, I don't know, man, you're going to see some really, really great things from the Broncos for the you know coming yeah. years. Um, Sean Payton, I think is solidifying, you know, obviously this is just his first season here and I'm trying not to get too excited and say like, he's going to be the next, you know, 20 year head but you know you're looking at a man that you know we don't have to worry about hiring another head coach in the next year or two you know i think we're past that point yes but it's it's crazy to think about you know it's crazy that when i open up the espn app to go to the standings page because i want to see how close the broncos are you know i haven't done that in seven years john i've had no reason to look at the standings page of espn with the broncos because i knew we were at the bottom okay (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no, trust me, I, I'm right there with you. And I want to see this momentum continue. You got the Texans coming up and then the Chargers after that. Like, it feels like we can continue this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then the Lions after that. And that's going to be, I mean, I'm not trying to overlook these next two games at all by any means. I still want to go out there and just dominate. Like we yeah. finally saw against the Browns. I want to continue to see that, see that against the Texans. Let's see that against the Chargers. Um, and then that will... Man, that Lions game. I feel like that's got to get flexed to the Sunday night uh, slot, right? Like, depending on how we how the next two games go, yeah. I think it's already yeah. there. I think I think it's already going. If we, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna throw that in the universe. But let's let's go back to <laughs> the Broncos' actual dominating performance. Uh, you want to uh, talk about those so games more? Okay. Let's let's talk about the games more. So, you know, game starts. Um, Broncos win the coin toss again. Every that's that's. <laughs> just the thing that's happening for us this year. I think, again, I think we only lost once, if not twice. Um, so, you know, we knew we were going to get the ball after halftime, which we knew meant that we weren't going to score right before or right after halftime. Um, but 
<laughs> so keeping that in mind as the game started, um, you know, defense goes out there and just right from the get-go handles business. Handles business, three and out. Um, and this, I'll go back to the comment I made earlier about the the Browns game plan going into this game. Like you're one of the top running teams in the league and you come out throwing the ball, like with your backup rookie quarterback. Like I was very confused by that. It's almost like they were playing the game of, well, we know that they know that we know, we know. they know that we're going to run the ball. <laughs> and it's like, why are you playing this game? Just like play your, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to come out there and just dominate on the ground. Um, and look, if, if they think they're going to catch us off guard by throwing the ball, like we can overcome that very, like much easier than the, the other way around. So, yep. and, and the other thing I loved about that, I think there were two plays um, by PJ Locke coming back from injury. I was shocked to see him out there, man, warming yep. up. It was like, he's looking good warming up. Like, is he going to be, is he going to be out there to, to start the game? And he was, and he showed up big on that first drive. Amazing to see. Um Super excited to have him back. So, especially with the Kareem Jackson. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of. Richie's always good for, for a good laugh. Um, but, yeah, with the Kareem Jackson uh, suspension, it's just so huge and important having P.J. Locke. And he showed up that first drive and kind of set the tone for what to expect from him the rest of the game. Um, yeah. I felt. For sure. Uh, there's really, I mean, nothing to say for the defense other than just, you know, hands down fantastic play right from the get-go um and you contribute that again to to coaching as well yeah um, one but one player, yeah. There, Kev, yeah for the first time in three games we didn't get a turnover in the first drive like is this i think that's that plateau we've been talking about just, they they did plateau they yeah, did plateau you know, they're not because... getting a turnover on the first drive anymore uh Jeez. i don't know if Mc, mcmillan is just I guess I guess he's yeah. done playing this year. I guess you didn't you, know, you didn't get any interception on the first nothing. drive. Like what's what's that about? I think there's some <laughs> real concerns there. Um, but no, yeah, you know, we forced the punt. Can't believe we're so, talking about. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope everyone knows I'm being sarcastic right now. I know, um, yeah, it's definitely, but still, oh my god. <laughs> uh, can't say enough about Locke on that first drive, and then we get the ball back, and that first drive for the Broncos was huge. Um, I think we're leading the league in uh, first drive points. Um, to the yeah. point where the last two games, you know, we get those turnovers and we're in field goal range and we don't score a touchdown. People are like, what's wrong with this offense? It's like, we still get points on the first drive. Like, let's calm down a little bit. But, you know, we take it all the way, um, you know, from the punt to to, to touchdown on, on a nice, what, five, five minute drive, 80 yards. Um, it, it's back to what we saw earlier on in the season from the offense to start out games. They came prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, I think we're going to talk a lot about this subject potentially tonight. But um, some people saying we got uh, you know a little bit favorable uh, call on the uh, pass interference uh, against the defense on this drive that that led to the touchdown. But um, I don't know. I don't know. It's they just said it was soft. I'll tell you right now in the stadium, and and that's where. You know, we have to rely on the rest of our crew who wasn't at the game to see the other angles. But in the stadium, it looked yeah. like a pretty clear PI to me. But um, I thought so. You know, I, I think <laughs> I think there were some questionable calls maybe. both ways, both ways. Um, you know, I think there were more questionable Carl calls against the Broncos in the first half than there were in the second half. You know, I'm just going to think about that offensive pass interference on yeah. Portland Sutton which was like, he gave him a nice little pat on the back. Like, Hey, good job. Keeping up with me. That's all. Like, just, Hey, good job. You know, and I like throw the flag for that. You're like, okay, now come on. What are you looking at? You I've know, heard of a makeup is- call maybe two, if it's like really bad, but like, I don't know. I felt like there were five or six makeup calls for that one, you know, maybe yeah. soft PI that went to Broncos way to start the game. And I, I've never booed the refs harder in a game. than. Oh I yeah. That was, <laughs> Yeah. And I was, it was right there out in the stadium I, too because there were some mm-hmm. serious questionable decisions made. Um, for sure. And, uh, you know, I've heard some conspiracies like, you know, is this the NFL getting back at the Broncos for the Kareem Jackson uh, stuff this year? Yeah. And we heard that on the radio, right? Leaving the stadium. Um, yep. I don't think, I don't think I'm there yet because honestly, 
this is this season. It just feels like there's been some sketchy refing across the league in every game. Just um, look at the Bills game last night. It's Looks like it's, the worst caller to me. It's just like you know. I feel like maybe this has happened in previous seasons, and I maybe was just more oblivious to it. But I, I don't know. I and I, I don't know if the, maybe it's because they change a handful of rules every year. Like I don't envy these guys for trying to you know no. figure out how to call games every year, but. It just seems like it's more this year than than we've noticed in previous seasons. For sure. No, it's it's interesting, but you know, kind of the theme for the game was, you know, the Broncos found a way to win and win pretty dominantly despite the refs. Right. It, it wasn't uh we lost, you know, and if that one call would have gone our way, that would have been, you know, we you know, we should have won. Well, you can't just rely on the the refs to give you the right. winning, you know, decision. So to see a team go out there and win despite the refs and keep their composure uh, and, and keep playing hard uh, throughout the end of to the very end of the game was really good to see and shows a lot of yeah. just maturity worth where this team's confidence is and, and everything. So, yeah, a hundred percent. There were there were penalties that, you know, killed some of our drives. There were penalties that extended some of their drives. Um, and really, I think uh, a different Broncos team that we've seen in previous years would have not been able to overcome that. Nope. Um, nope. And, and yeah, you're right. To see them handedly win this game in spite of that was um, a, a big indication of where this team is at. Yeah. Let's see. Um, now, we talked about the, uh, the the Broncos not getting a turnover on the very first drive or the very first play. In fact, there has been some regression there. It was the very first play. You know, then it was the next game, it was the first drive. So, you know, compared to this. But we did get a turnover on the, Bill, on the Browns' second drive. So there is a steady decline, cause for concern, maybe. I don't know yet. Just saying, it's what the numbers show. I'll create a graph if you need, John. Okay. I oh, we got the turnover. We got the turnover. We, we did get the turnover. I will say in this game, um, it felt like the turnovers we did get were more um, a product of the opposing team as opposed to our defense <laughs> dominating. I've never seen, well, I shouldn't say that. It's very rare to see a team on a fourth and one who's very clearly going for a QB sneak to fumble the snap. And it's probably a product of, a, again, a rookie backup quarterback. Um, you know, not being as I don't know confident or being getting that exchange from the center as as you know, I have a hard time believing if Deshaun Watson was out there that 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 play is going that same way. But at the end of the day, we're not playing Deshaun Watson. We're playing exactly Thompson, <laughs> which I had to look up what his name was. Yeah, I did. I Thompson. That's right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they get the fumble, we get the ball back, and now they all of a sudden we're in a good position. Um, for our offense to go out there um, and then fumble the ball themselves. No, no we're going to skip over that. We're <laughs> going to skip over that. that. <laughs> we're going to forget about what happened four plays later. We get the ball back from a punt from the Browns. And then here we are again, dude, almost a six minute drive, 13 plays, 80 yards, setting us up for another touchdown. And I was just hoping to go to a 10 to zero lead. Honestly, it's like, if we can just get into field goal range, you know, because it seems like the Broncos, you know, get do really good first drive and then they kind of stall out, right? And that's what we would see. And we saw the fumble and everything. So now it's like, okay, they're starting back at their 20. You know, can we just get at least get a field goal range to make this a two possession lead? And they did just in a much better way than I expected. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because I have to mention it that fumble that Russ had, I know you don't want to talk about it. I know you don't want to talk about it. That was a defensive play. I'm sorry. I do not. You cannot. Yeah, play it was. Russ. Any Russ haters out there, which I think that's why I didn't want to talk about it. I think there's less. I don't want to give Browns credit. These games go, go, these games go on, but um, yeah, to move on to that long touchdown drive. One thing that we saw early on in this game that we really haven't seen in the last couple of weeks is Samaje P. Ryan. They, Dude. they basically said, "Look, you've been playing at a level where you deserve deserve the ball more," and they're giving it to him early on, which I love to see. And not just in the passing game, you know, third down or on drives where we need to throw the ball to get a you know, come back in the game. I mean, he rushed 55 yards on seven carries, like eight yards a carry almost. Um, just I love to see that. I love to see them rewarding a guy that 
that is playing at a high level and uh, continuing that, right? And, and yeah. showing that he can be a difference maker in a game early on. Um, it's just, it was great to see. I just can't shut up Smadjit Piran enough in this game. But the other thing that happened on this touchdown drive was uh, an amazing catch by Adam Troutman. Like, is this the uh, Cortland Sutton effect? It's spreading. Is he, is he rubbing it's off on guys spreading. on the team? I think he is. I think he is. Both literally and figuratively. I, I don't know. But whatever they're doing, it's working. What's the literal? <laughs> I, can you explain nope. the literal part? I don't know. Uh, I don't want – no. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a theme secret. Uh, I don't okay. know what they're we doing. Move on from there, I guess. But I don't know. What, I don't know because that was – you couldn't have been any closer. And it was perfect, you know. Like, you know, I, I was thinking, yeah, that second foot was up. And you're like, no, it doesn't have a touchdown. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, like, now that I see it, it's clear as day, you know. like So, uh, kind of interesting call on the field. Um, but they got it right with the, repl- or with the replay. And it was a great challenge. Perfect challenge by Sean I mean, Payton there. You, honestly, you see one replay of it and you're like, that's, done. That's a catch. That's a catch. And. Honestly, I don't think Troutman even knew that he had a catch. He didn't come off the field like challenge it, challenge it. He was like, "Yep, yeah, I guess I was out of bounds. Like, Not until he they, he saw the replay, too. Because yeah. I saw once they did the replay, I looked down, and they were all celebrating. Like, they were like, that's yeah. – them And, and the, the players stadium. are like, yeah. So They cut to commercial break, and they come back. It's like, that's a that's that's going to be a touchdown. Exactly. Exactly. So that was – look, I think at that point, Anybody who has watched the game would have been like, what is happening here? You know, this this is not what we we expected at all. You know, it's not 14-14. Broncos are shutting them out, you know, this far into the game. And, uh, again, just huge props to the defense for doing everything that they can do uh, and then letting the offense kind of work through their pains, you know, their growing pains that they do deal with each week and figure it out and come together and – March down the field for a touchdown, man. Fantastic to see. Yeah, it was great to see. And then I think I jinxed us at this point, Kevin, because yeah. this is about the point where I really pointed out that I guess we're just not going to see them run the ball today. Uh, nah. the Browns, that is. And then they pretty much marched right down the field running the ball. I was like, oh, no, they figured, they they, they, they did come ready to run the ball. Um, but what I loved about this drive and the next defensive drive, these next few, they didn't look pretty at times for our defense, but and we talked about this multiple times during the game. It was that whole bend don't break mentality. Yes, they, you know, it was looking ugly. It's like they're gonna score, they're gonna score, but then we force them into to field goal situations. So um I just I just love that when our offense is performing finally, that um this defense can complement it and vice versa. So yeah. The defense isn't letting up. The defense isn't going, oh, the the offense is doing a better day. We don't have to play to the same level. No, the defense is not letting up a single bit, and that's great to see. Yeah. And that pretty much closes out the first half. You know, basically two long drives by them, um, two field goals. We end the half, 14-6. A little concerned. Again, I feel like it's time and time again where it feels like we should be way farther ahead at halftime, and it's only a one-score game. Um Nonetheless, we take the lead into halftime, and I got to tell you, this was a perfect time to uh, – close to the start of the third quarter. A good tip for anyone going to the Broncos games, um, that's the perfect time to, to, to hit the bathroom break. Everyone goes right at the start of halftime. Um, the lines get out the door. What you really want to do is wait until right before the third quarter starts. That allows you to miss the Broncos' first offensive drive, which is going to be crap. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you skip the lines a little bit. Maybe you have time to even grab a beer or some food. I don't know. Um, and then get back <laughs> to your seats before the second half really starts, um, you know, the first defensive drive and then onward from there. For our, yep. uh, just pro tip, anyone going to the games, um, it worked out well. <laughs> I didn't have to watch a hideous uh, first drive uh, from what yeah. I, I literally have not watched the highlights from that first drive. Kevin, there there were no highlights in that part of the game. It was, it was a three and out. It was a, okay. That's what we expected. That's, that's par for the course there. Yeah. Good, good job. Broncos get the defense back out there. They'll do the job. Um, And they didn't there. They're, they're looking pretty, you know, that run game was really kind of showing through. Uh, 
Browns had a six and a half minute drive of their own marched down the field for the touchdown. And I tell you what, that two point conversion, I said at the beginning of the show, that play was a huge game changer. Um, I just, I can't believe that he dropped that ball, man. I couldn't believe that. And it was almost like back-to-back plays, the touchdown. And, and, and this seems to happen at least once a game where our defense just has one or two drives where it's just like, what, I, what, what, where, where's this coming from? Like you guys have been playing well all game and then you have something like that happen. But yeah, the touchdown pass was wide, wide open. And then that two point conversion wide open their best wide receiver Mari cooper drops it um could not believe that that's a guy that's supposed to be the, the your cut clutch receiver right like how yeah that's baffling um but it, it it changed the tide a little bit because i think that was one point in the game where it felt like uh you, you get a little bit worried right you, you know are they gonna are, are we gonna make this another close game you know yeah well, they came back. It was 14-0, and they had come back, and now all of a sudden it's yeah. – All of a sudden it's – You know? 14-12 really should have been 14-14, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. And now you're talking about the, the Browns saying, cool, it's it's basically 0-0. We're back in this. We got our run game going. Let's, you know, let's go out there and keep doing this, you know, um, and, and start fresh. So the fact that they weren't able to do that, they you know, they went back to the sideline – down by two and a huge confidence boost, you know, or morale boost he gave to the Broncos there um, was, I mean, so on paper, it was still close. You know, we go down there, we get a field goal. Okay. It's 17, 12. That's still a one possession game, you know? Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean, getting points there felt good um, just to say, okay, we're not going to have, we're not about to have this next quarter, maybe even half be a one where our, our offense disappears again. Um one thing I want to point out from this drive, uh, yeah, we didn't get the touchdown, but we did get in field goal range. We got the points. It was a 70-yard drive. It was a long drive. It was, uh, again, yep. another five-minute drive. Uh, we also saw some contributions from guys that we don't always get to see. Little Jordan Humphrey, he has a big – I think it was a third Jeez. down. Today. was. Um, second and six, but still. Oh, okay. It looked like he was going to take it, like, for another 10 or 20 yards. Um, but just wanted to point out, you know, him playing and then finally, like – not, not necessarily on this drive. Um, well, maybe it was on this drive. But Marvin Mims, we got more involved on the offense. Yeah, I not just, um, you know, in the punt, punt returning game, kick returning game. Like, they were giving him the ball. He had, I think, a drop pass early on in the game. But they kept going back to him. Um, you know, he had multiple yep. opportunities where he started to make an impact. Um, in fact, more of an impact than Jerry Judy. I don't know where Jerry Judy was this game. But uh, Marvin Mims just loves – you know, we don't have to dwell on Jerry Judy. <laughs> Not where I was trying to go with that. But I like right, I was right. saying, love seeing guys like P. Ryan, Mims, little Jordan Humphrey, Adam Troutman with a huge catch. Like multiple guys are getting involved. And yes, again, not a huge statistical game, maybe, but you just you see the impact from other players on the team. So um, yeah, let's uh, again get these guys going. It that's exactly what happened there because Look, the defense goes out there and forces another another fumble, followed by the Broncos going down to get another touchdown. You know, I mean, that that was the point where it's like, I think instinctually, I'm like, here's hope. And I'm like, I'm waiting for them to dash it. You know, <laughs> you know, you're trying to tell yeah. me, calm down, enjoy, enjoy me. And I'm like, how can you calm down? Like the Broncos are going to find a way to blow this. And it's like, no. They're not. I don't think we were there yet. You're not looking back now, looking back now, knowing what, like knowing the outcome of the game and how it went. Yeah. Like we're not that team anymore. You know, I'm not going to say we're going to win every game. You know, there's not going to be a game where somebody doesn't blow it, but you know, at that moment, it's like, these guys are, these guys have figured it out. Well, Kev, I will say, uh, I, the conversation that you and I had, I think was later in the game, (laughs) Because being up five points would not have been a situation where it's no, like, I'm talking about when it was 24 12. Okay, all right, yeah, we can, yeah, after that next fumble, yeah, yeah, yeah we got okay, but can we talk about that? Like, again, yeah, what are the Browns doing there with that fumble? It was the most bizarre trick type play, and it, again, like, why, why are you guys playing the game you play? Uh, yeah, I don't know, it, that should have been a scoop and score. We, sure, I mean, then. we. 
we got the recovery, but that should have been one of our easier like scoop and score situation. I'm not upset that we didn't get it, of course, because we got we recovered the fumble. Yes, we didn't get the touchdown from the defense, but you're right. We've seen when we get a short field for our offense lately, um, them not to be able to finish the drive and uh, you know start putting games away. So this was the beginning of that, and and really when <laughs> when the Browns fumbled. At that point, I started getting a little bit more of the confidence of like, oh, this might this might be the way that this game goes. So, um, but yeah, you know, you force your offense into a position where they only have to go twenty yards um, to get the touchdown. Another Marvin Mims getting involved, end around play for eleven yards, first down. Uh, Javante Williams, and then um, oh, we were off here, Kevin, because this is the drive that Adam Troutman scored. What, what what was the previous touchdown that we already talked about? I think that was the uh, the rush. Or no, that was Russ's. Was that Russ's? Um, uh, that was his end around play. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so we're off a little bit there. We'll just we can cut that and put it. Cut that. Cut that. Cut move that, them cut around, that. right? Is that is that how that works? Is that yeah, that I'll hire you? someone. I'll hire someone to do that. Too much work. We'll just, we'll just say we're idiots and uh people know what we're talking about yeah we'll just say we're idiots and move on. but um i guess one thing i did want to point out is uh the game planning in this game we saw what three or four plays where um it was a uh an option play for russ you know mm-hmm. it's up to him if he's going to hand it off or, or take it and we haven't seen that a ton this year i love mm-hmm. i you know i'd love for us to incorporate that more Kind of what we saw last week with the Vikings that didn't work was, you know, we, we really committed to the bubble screens last week, which was really annoying. This week, though, this this part of the game plan was smart, and it, and it did work, and it caught their defense off guard. And I think it was a way to um, really, uh, you know, suppress that, that, that front seven that they have because now they have to – look, Russ is getting up during age. You don't expect him to be taking off um, – what are you trying he to say? He can still run. He can still run, but you you know, you don't expect that as much. You try to say I'm getting up there in age. I'm, He's uh, one day older than me, which by the way, happy early birthday to Russell Wilson, who's going to be turning 35, which is not that old. Not okay? that old. Kind of old for f- football years. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to die of old age tomorrow, Kevin. Um <laughs> but if you're on the football field, you're Bones, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the, yeah. All right. So we were off. This was the play to Troutman, and uh, that's right. That's right. And, and after that touchdown, I was like, we we have this game in hand. Like, yeah. This is when we started having the conversations of like, don't let off the gas defense. Like, like, and I'm trying to tell you to come. Look, we're up by two scores. We're gonna be all right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Break. But look at how much time is on the clock. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's true. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And then it was kind of just some punting back and forth and then nothing super crazy. We do get another fumble. I mean, that's me. okay, though. It's like we're not getting much, but we're not giving an inch. We're not giving an inch. Um, and that's right. And then that's when we saw, um, again, was this? Yeah, this was the drive where we had that, again, going back to refing, late hit. It was, it was a long third down. It was like third and 25 or something like that. Yep. No, they're important. It felt longer, <laughs> honestly. Oh, it's because uh, they moved so far up after that penalty that that made it seem worse. Yeah, I think I'm off again. But anyways, um, sorry. Um, the 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 whatever that play happened, I just it's just so angering. Like he did. Like what? What the hell are these guys supposed to do? He like. They say that he lunges at him, like he put because he had one foot off the ground, and yeah. and I get it. It leads to a concussion. The NFL is trying to limit these things, but they didn't know that at the time. Like it looked like a relatively clean football hit. So um, I don't know. Yeah, dude, uh, right there. It, it was, and that's where we get to the talk of, you know, you can call it conspiracy theory, but. The evidence is kind of like, hey, are you guys just like waiting for us to have a hard hit so you can be like, oh yeah, well we'll just call that, you know, and get back at you guys. Is it really the NFL is upset that you know all the the other teammates took to social media like they were saying to you know social social support 
show support, you know, um, for, for, uh, for Kareem Jackson there. So I don't know, man, it, it might be one of those things where if it had been any other ref, they wouldn't have thrown that flag, you know, or, and I think that's obviously much more likely. Obviously I think it's way too soon to say, yeah, the refs are the whole NFL is obviously out to get us um, because at the same time weeks. we're their biggest moneymaker right now. When, yeah. you know, people are, when they're looking for something to watch, they're scrolling through something. They see something about the Broncos, like, real diehard NFL fans are like, what's going on with the Broncos? You know, like, what is this? You know, we're a huge moneymaker for them right now. So if anything, I would think that they'd be trying to, if they were going to talk about conspiracy theories, they wouldn't be trying to tear us down, but I don't know. I, so it's either way, it was a very eh call, you yeah. know, um, we had a lot I of would, those, we had a lot of those yesterday and it's just like, there's way too many here. Yeah. And again, another play that extends the drive. And I think I'm a little, late here but i don't know i think we've talked about refing enough but we'll see moving forward like if this yeah. kind of stuff continues where they're calling you know a little bit differently for the broncos than they are everybody else like again i still say the nfl refing this year has been sketched to say the least again just look at the, the, the eagles bills game just like yeah the eagles so, game. yeah uh i don't think it's it's focused solely on the broncos but we saw a lot of them yesterday um for sure but yeah, and then once he was out of the game, like sucks. You never ask for an injury for a player. He's also no. the backup quarterback. Like that's not a guy you want to. I mean, you don't want any guy out of the game because of injury. But once no. we saw their third string in there, like it, it really was like that was it. It became even easier for this uh, to go the way we wanted it to. Um, well, at that point, the defense just you know brought the rush. Yeah, and he's four sacks for twenty-eight yards loss and a safety. You know, yeah. like we were just able to bring the house, you know, he wasn't, yeah. you know, th- teams really only have two quarterbacks. They have their, their main quarterback right. and the backup quarterback should be the guy that, you know, is supposed to go out there for a game and, and not lose the game for you. Right. Like he's not going to do anything amazing, but right. he's also not going to turn the ball over 20 times. Yeah. And this guy comes in when you get to the third water. string, the third string is a placeholder yeah. third strings an emergency guy who just, Hey, if we absolutely need you, we'll bring you up off the practice squad and see what happens. You know, (laughs) I mean, he was technically the backup for this game, though. It's not like Deshaun Watson started the game. Um, It's a third stringer, you know. Like he starts the season as a third stringer. I I forgot PJ Walker was on the Browns. I had to see. I we were trying to figure out for the longest time who number ten was. Who is it? I honestly thought it was Joe Flacco. I thought we were about to see Joe Flacco enter the game, and that that was going to be something special. (laughs) Yeah, it was. was. I'm a little bummed because it would have been a lot more fun to do what we did against uh, Joe Flacco Flacco. than PJ. Sack him four times? Yeah. Yeah, that would been great. But no, defense did what they were supposed to do, right? The the opposing team's in a position where they have to throw the ball. Like, they're two scores down, and we just brought the rush. Fine, let and then – I'm a little annoyed. I'm still getting frustrated that we're not bringing the rush more earlier on in the game, yeah. um, really focusing on turnovers more. And then we, all of a sudden we start bringing the rush when the game's in hand. Not sad that they're doing that, by the way, but right. uh, I just want to see more of it earlier on. Um, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't matter at this point because now now it's, <laughs> it's just every play. They are just bringing it hard. And yeah, you know, it, it leads to a safety later on in the game. I think we all saw it coming. Uh, I think we called it what, like three you plays called in a row. It. You called it, yeah. <laughs> we got like about three plays in a row. Safety. To happen on safety, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we were just so happy at that point because the game, like, <laughs> there are some people in the stands like, "Don't turn off the gas, don't talk." Like, we're up by fifteen, like four yeah. minutes left of the game. I, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, we can start really enjoying this now. Uh, not exactly. that we, not that we weren't, but like we can like really have fun with it. And you start seeing it. You started seeing it in the stadium. Um, I honestly, one of their last few possessions when it again we were up, I think by fifteen at that point, and it's their first play of the drive, and this stadium was still rocking. And I was like, "This is kind of impressive." Like, you guys are still the fans were still yep. in it. They're still like being loud as hell, and it feels like a game that we've almost already won. I mean, uh, yeah, you almost have to knock on wood there at that point, but like. <laughs> I, it was just great to see. Everyone's that. feeling it. Yeah. They, this they is where Neil was asking. Neil was asking earlier how loud it was there. It was 
I mean, I haven't been to a game with that intensity and that morale among fans since the 2015 game against the Bills where he won in overtime. It was the second to last game of the season. We were hoping Peyton Manning was going to be back, but he wasn't. He didn't come back to that next week against the Chargers. We go to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But the st- obviously, you know, like that was, you know, we were on a run there. Uh, end of the season, big game. That stadium was crazy. This was just as crazy, you know. Uh, the the incomplete chance, you know. <laughs> All the Browns fans around us going, are they going to do that every time? Yeah, and there's comments like, that? That's so stop throwing That's the so ball. Lame. Just run the ball team. so they won't do the incomplete chant. And it's like, that just makes me do it louder. Yeah. Do you not realize I'm just going to do it? I'm going to find a way to be louder than yeah. I already can be. Yeah. We, just we, right. got, yep. we got put in a section with some obnoxious Browns fans. Let's put it that way. Um, and yeah. Yeah. It just, at first it was like one of those things where it's like, I just want to turn around and strangle this guy. But at a certain point we split the switch and we're just like, fuck it. We're just going to be louder. We're just going to, that's just going to like drive us to be even more annoying back to you and just be more obnoxious with these incomplete calls. And uh, yeah, they were so mad about the incompletes. And it's like, just throw some more completions. Don't drop so many balls and we won't have to chant this so many times. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. We're not going to be quieter. (laughs) Oh, this is upsetting them. We're going to stop saying this so loud. No, absolutely not. Like we only got louder and louder. Kevin, I thought you were going to turn around. <laughs> I don't know how there many were, times you turned around. There were and just two started moments. Screaming. There were two just moments. Allowed to be the fans to be louder in the. Oh, the I ground. did. I did. So I, I do, and I do that. I do that all the time. I know. You like, do. I just I know. so for everyone out there, like I didn't turn around to get the fans behind me louder to instigate him at all. I do that all the time. I did make sure to not even make eye contact with them. Like I looked straight, I looked all the way to the back to make sure they knew I wasn't even looking at them. Okay. Cause I was way, <laughs> I thought about like, they're going to turn around and be like, you sort of, you know, just, you know, punch me square in the face. Um, that would have been a bad move for them. Cause I just pulled them down. They would have fallen down 10 rows, you know? Uh, they, um, see, I thought about that, Kevin, but they <laughs> had the height advantage. They were one level up, you know, they would have had the, the terrain. On that them. works well for Darth Vader, didn't it? <laughs> That's a fictional movie, Kevin. I hate the, doesn't doesn't Obi Wan say, "I have the low ground"? Don't do it, Anakin. I have the low ground. Is that is that how that goes? I um no, <laughs> I'm not a nerd so. or anything. <laughs> I don't think all is out there. Um, <laughs> no, it was. Bad. I think we both had different points of the game where like someone might kill these guys behind us. It might be we me. Are like, <laughs> okay, let's calm down. Like. Luckily, it wasn't a close game because I don't know. Like, I think there were some rowdy moments like throughout this the the stands. I think, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it early on, in the first half, especially, it felt like it was a little dicey. But um, the farther our league got ahead, like what they had nothing to stand on, and uh, then they shut up, and then they and left then they finally like shut up. And my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the whole game was two minutes and fifty two minutes and fifty five seconds left in the game, and they finally say, well. Should we just leave? <laughs> like, that's right. There's the door. See you later. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get any quieter. I'm going to, you know, be just as loud in, in celebration now you're gone. But, dude. And that's like yeah, the best was... feeling. It's like, this is what it feels like to handedly win a game. I think I've said that yeah. phrase three, three times today. But it's yeah. just such a good feeling to not go down to the wire week in and week out. Like, I want to see this continue. Take it to the to the Texans next week, um, yep, and, and do the same. Now, totally different, totally different type of a team. Uh, it'll be really interesting. I, I'm excited for it. You know, a team that has an offense that is kind of surging. Maybe they didn't play great this weekend against the Jaguars team, but um, interesting to say the least. A rookie quarterback. I I think it's always fun to see a rookie quarterback when if when you have a good defense. Um, I know they get excited in those type of situations, but you know, he can run the ball. They've been throwing well. They have like four or five different receivers that can go off on any game. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, by the way, like Nico Collins is the only one I've heard of uh, prior to this year. Really? Um, that's probably not true, but you know, not guys that you'd, ex- not a team that you expect to, to be doing what they're doing right now. So that's exciting to see. I think that plays to our strength though. Um, I think our defense can definitely handle it. And I don't know much about this Texans defense, you know, it, 
I mean, I, I will learn this week for sure. But um, what do you, what are your thoughts going into this? You know, is this kind of a game that might be playing to the Broncos' strengths? So the the question I think is, should the Broncos be more worried about CJ Shroud, or should the Texans be more worried and afraid of the Broncos as a whole? I, you know, yeah. who has who has upper, upper hand here? To me, I think the Texans should be more worried about the Broncos because yes. the Broncos' defense is – their pass, our secondary, is solid, okay? You're going to have to really rely more on your run game if you're the Texans to find a way to beat us because if you don't, look at the Browns, okay? If, if the Texans try to do what the Browns did and throw on us at the beginning of the game – the same thing's going to happen. I, I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. So I don't think that, you know, look, giving credit to CJ Shroud, I think he's going to get a few past us, right? This might be a closer game than we saw against the Browns. But I think this this Broncos defense is up for the challenge and going to be able to. Right. Now, if we can find a way to get that pass rush like you're talking about early to, to, to Shroud over there, get in his face a little bit, throw him off, that's going to help us out, right? But, you know, look – CJ Shroud's dangerous. I don't want to overlook him, For sure. but we'll talk about that more. That's kind of where I'm at, man. Yeah. I, you know, I'm excited to see what, what's going to happen. You can't, it, I kind of like it because it, it puts us in a situation where we can't overlook this team. I think any other team, any other season, if we were in this situation, it's like, okay, you know, we, you might feel like the Texans are a team that's like, mm-hmm. this is an easy win. It's definitely not the situation this year. Um, the way they're playing right now. So I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, and we're, you know, we're going to get into it in tomorrow's show. We'll get into it in the uh, pregame podcast and uh, the tailgate, of course. But um, it's just going to be another great week to be a Broncos fan. I, I'm firmly thinking right now, not only am I enjoying this win, but I'm really looking forward to this next game. Because just like the last couple of weeks, definite playoff mindset in terms of playoff atmosphere both teams you know look the texans barely have the tiebreaker on us right now because of divisional or conference i think they're eight are they eight or are they seven i can't remember but they have like one more either way we're all the same record right so look this is just as big a game for them as is for us we are on their home turf now if we had gone into buffalo let's say we had won all these other games except we blew it in buffalo I'd be sitting here saying, uh, do we know how to play on the road? I'm looking at Buffalo going, I, I I know we can play on the road. You know, I'm not worried about that. That was after a bye week, too. There were no bye week blues. This team is feeling it. They are on a roll. Teams are respecting them now. If I'm the Texans, yeah, you better hope your fans show up and are loud to give you a home field advantage because yeah. this Broncos team is, yeah. I think, hungrier than the Texans are. This Broncos team has been through worse. And is finally seeing the positive results and are hungrier for it. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor in the game. Yeah. I don't think I could have said it better. My friend. Awesome. Well, Hey guys, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, like John said, check out all our other content throughout the week. Make sure you subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel so that uh, you get our, our, all of our daily videos. I put up one from clips from the game yesterday. If you, if you weren't able to go, um, and uh, you can see some of the highlights from the game that we saw in the stands. Uh, and yeah, it's just glad you're all here. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to us on the podcast platforms, um, look guys, this is a great, great, great time to be a Broncos fan for the first time since the Peyton Manning era. Um, this feels, this feels real and it looks real, you know? So I think it's time if you're not buying into this yet, I think it's time you start asking why have I not bought into this yet? Because the all the players have, every single one of them is fully on board with this, and it's it's looking great, man. So, John, I'm looking forward to a lot more of these post game shows with us talking about Broncos is it, W's. Is this what it's like, Kevin? How many seasons? This is what it's like? You just sit here and just like, oh god, uh, we, go. <laughs> we did do good this week. Yeah. <laughs> This is a fun know. time to be a Broncos fan. And it's to the point where it's like, you go into a game and it's like, yeah, like we should win this game. Like we, 
it, there's not a game on a schedule with the way we're playing right now that I'm like, oh, and, and it's changing week by week too. Like even a week or two ago, we were talking about that Lions game. Like, yeah, that's going to be a loss probably. It's getting to the point where it's like, there's no reason why we can't win every single game. Now, is that likely to happen? I don't think so. That's not how the NFL seems to work, but streaks happen, man. Streaks happen and streaks. I'm I'm getting closer to the feeling that 12 and five is not, you know, as crazy of a, it's not as much of a joke the way that we can. Well, you know, when we're one and five and we say, cool, we're going to go 12 and five. Well, yes. 99% of people go. Every week. It's like, What's now it's like, down? oh crap, we have a winning record. That first number in the record is bigger than the second record number. Uh, yeah, that is much more in the realm of possibility now. You probably only got 50% of people going, yeah, there's no way. The other half of people are sitting there going, don't, don't say that yet. Like these guys are looking great. Now, I just want to throw this out there. My last thought for the show for everyone. Look, to be a realist, take my orange shaded goggles off for a second. If the Broncos and when the Broncos drop a game, okay, don't panic. It's not the end of the world. We're not out of the playoffs, you know, or in the, the hunt for the playoffs or anything like that. So just stay, stick with it. Um, this team has a lot of growing to do still. They have, you know, the offense still has a lot of maturing to do. Yes, they're looking better. And the fact that they're improving each week is a great sign, but. You know, you might need to take a step back, really evaluate and say, uh, okay, we have really got to, you know, fix these areas to learn from them. So, John, anything yeah. else? One last thing, Kev. Yeah. When and if that happens, if we do if. lose a game for the rest of if. the season. Because I'm not backing down from what I just said about going 12 and 5. If we lose a game this year, uh, it'll be very important to see how we bounce back the following week. Um, and that, again, will be another indicator to see where this was. I'm not worried about it either, but it'll be a big indicator to see where this it's, team it's, truly yeah. is. Leadership, coaching, uh, players mentality, all that kind of stuff that, that we talk about every week. Um, yep. But if, if if we lose a game. The rest if we of lose a game. <laughs> John, thank you very much, sir. Again, everybody else who tuned in while we're live, thank you for watching and all your comments and everything. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Uh, much more interactive with the comments and everything. So we hope to see you there. Um, appreciate it, man. I have nothing else to say. You? I think there's two nothing else to say. say. Two words two to, things say. to say. Ooh. What well, it as we always do on a very strong go Broncos. Go Broncos. Take care, everyone. <laughs>